This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgara. You are listening to our new season. It's the new season <laughs> on the new network. It's a brand new, it's a brand new dinar. And uh, it is, uh, we of course have been doing this for, is it five years? It's about 18 years. About it. We are, this podcast is old enough to buy whiskey in Canada. <laughs> in Canada. Yeah, which would be rye, of course. Oh. Um, a less popular. Don't get me started on different types of booze. <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> there's uh, the idea of an alcoholic teen in high school that's drinking rye is one of the saddest mental pictures I've had in a while. Yeah, but reminds me of home. Yeah? And the holidays. Did you like some rye over the rocks when you were in junior high? I am from a giant state that is not very populated. Right. And uh, can I guess New Hampshire? It is bigger than New Hampshire, if you can imagine bigger that. Bigger than in New Hampshire. Go, go 40 sizes up. Montana. Yep. Yeah. Good job, boy. Thank and, you. And you're good at, we're both good at math. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's nothing to do, especially around the holidays. And there's kids, you know, just drinking out of a light bulb really or smoking out I don't smoking, know. smoking yeah yeah, yeah there's there's sense. a lot of uh it's really out of sheer boredom yeah i can i can relate but my town not being that small but country style where you're just making up shit to do like i'm gonna walk through this field then i'm gonna come back the other way it's insane yeah it's, and i gotta make sure to step on no cracks or sticks just to make it interesting always important watch your mother's back at all times please <laughs> i was so con oh, there was one time walking home from school and my mom was carrying my trombone i don't know why i was <laughs> letting her carry it for me i guess i had books well, who has books in fourth grade where's she, your backpack she fell on her back so hard <gasps> and i don't it was because i wasn't paying attention to cracks i think <laughs> she cartoonishly went horizontal in the air and landed and didn't drop my trombone. Didn't drop it? No. I was going to say. She, she was a good person. There's so much comedic potential there with what <laughs> happened with that trombone. <laughs> Sounds like the beginning of the dirtiest joke of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I had, it had some water damage, but it was not yet rusty. <laughs> but as she fell, I do remember it going, 
<laughs> like it made a comedic fall down noise I'm like, from inside the case. How? I don't know. The ghost of Benny Hill was in there He's playing a, it for her. Oh, I love Benny Hill's old classics like rust, like rusty haunted trombone. <laughs> of your mom. <laughs> oh, Benny Hill. He's the comedian. He fast motion ran around chasing himself in a dress. That's I forget. That's right. He was a Brit. A moon-faced Brit with great tons of great comedy ideas. You know, I've never seen any of it. Uh, I've never seen any Benny Hill. I just, I just know, is the okay? That's all I know. It was very. It was almost like Dirty Mr. Bean, and they played it after cartoons after school in the Bay Area. So like it was like you'd go from Tom and Jerry to a middle-aged British man chasing like a young stewardess across a hill. And she'd be like in her underpants. It was very strange. It's interesting to think that someone's popularity is just based on a bad programming decision. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like had he not been on cartoons after cartoons, would he have any presence in our American minds? Not in my American mind. Uh, and uh, yeah, my <laughs> mind is rarely not American. You know me. You're proud to be an American mind. <laughs> Always have been. Where have you been? We haven't seen each other in what a month? I've two been, months. I've been domestic, mostly. <laughs> okay. I've done a little traveling. Okay. I did. Uh, the, la the first thing I did before, the last time, after the last, uh, was uh, Politicon, that Politicon Oh, thing. right, right. And I uh, did Paul Ryan. How'd and that go? It was okay. It mm -hmm. was, uh, we uh, went in uh, up between panels, so it was like as people were filing out and people were filing in. Per that's what they call the sweet spot in comedy. <laughs> it was, and it ended up not, it's known as that, but it turns out it's not sweet at all. Doesn't, it, it, there's no sweetness to it? It just was uh, not having people fully paying attention. Two political jokes. And it was 80% uh, conservative people. I Good. think that... The ones with the great sense of humor. They really don't. It was amazing to see that. It, it's, I mean, that's what I would assume, but that's me being close-minded, I would think. But yeah. no, they have zero sense of humor. Yep. You got your Proud Boys, you got your Confused... There was, like, Latinos for Trump. Like, all these groups that don't make sense, but they have nowhere else to uh, hang out yep. except at this convention, because... People like you and me can just go outside all the time <laughs> and, and, and rub elbows. I guess. I don't know why. Because the people that ran it were seemed normal. Right. But it was it was dangerous at times. I, I yeah, felt. it doesn't sound uh, like a good uh, stage for comedy, really. No, no. Which is why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was horrifying. Great. And uh, I did some stand-up. I've been traveling a little. What does Seattle, beautiful. They all the buildings are washed with the rain. So nice, sparkling. Up there. It is very nice. I love Seattle so much. It is. It, it was beautiful. I had Thanksgiving with my sister and my nieces and my nephew because they happened to be in Tacoma. I booked these shows. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not having Thanksgiving. My sister happened to be in the city I was going to because I always forgot. Lisa. Yeah, Lisa was there. Hey. <gasps> I know. Baby. That's Sandy Dand. That's Sandy. He's a comic and he's nice. And his baby is the cutest baby I've ever seen. Well, we should tell him sometime. Well, let's tell him now. Let's assume he's our number Look one fan. We're, Sandy. We're, God. Sandy. Families. When they're smaller, the smaller the better. You're right? Sandy Dando just walked by with his wife and or girlfriend, whatever, and baby. And the wife girlfriend was running. So let's call her a partner. 
she was running, so the baby was bouncing up and down, and the baby had a cow print onesie on. What I don't if, know. What if he's married and doesn't have a kid, and that was his mistress <laughs> oh, and shit. their baby? Secret family in Burbank? Uh, uh, oh. You heard it here first. Sandy Dando has <laughs> at least one, if not more, secret families in the valley. Granted up, TMZ. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Sandy Dando. <laughs> which is a great comedy name. I saw family. They, I cry a lot lately. I don't know. I think it's okay. I'm I, with you, 100%. I, I cry uh, some uh, woman that's had a rough life, uh, I can tell, because she was a pretty-faced person, but just there's, you know, drug drug damage. Sure. And that's a lot of people riding past my house uh, in Venice. And yeah. some, she had a fight with her boyfriend. It was This was the other night. I heard screaming. He jumped up and down on her bike. Her bike was bent and broken, and it was in the street, and cars just drove around her and I ran over there and she was just crying and I I'm I'm not bragging about being sensitive right now it sounds like I am I that's a weird brag this is you're not peacocking sensitivity no, right now okay I'm, I, I trust you because I'm a man and men aren't supposed to cry in the street with a stranger and I did <laughs> and you'd think and it's not just sad stuff that, and she was okay and I bent her thing back whatever she but then she will say you know she was probably about to grab my wallet so I got the hell out of there good great don't trust but definitely expect your feelings. But then I just saw a family in a mall. This dad, he was like, uh, you know, he was a young, he looked like a model slash pro basketball player, and he had these two daughters that were just climbing on him, mm-hmm. giggling, and he was acting goofy, and the mom was pretty, and I fucking started crying. Hell yes. I don't, what the hell's wrong with me? Because that's a, that's a, um, there's good in the world, and you, we probably take in too much negative. So right. when you get those shots of positivity that you didn't plan, mm-hmm. It's not like a TV show you watched or whatever. It's just like there are great people doing lovely things out in the world, and you just get these examples. Yeah. And it's a relief. And something that's happened recently, because a year ago, let's say, I, I don't believe I'd drop everything and just cry. No. Upon this side of a family. Some Sandy Dando situation. <laughs> Evan Dando, however, any lemonheads, I'll cry. What if Evan Dando just had a random baby, not his, just a baby that he got, and, and he just, just was standing there? And he in front of the street, I'll Fuck tell you. Yes. We'd need the windshield wipers on the inside of the car, because I would be. A torrent of tears would be coming from both hosts. <laughs> and I know, it, I, again, I'm not bragging about being sensitive, but Look, I am. You are a sensitivo. We, I am too. It's how we are. It's what this podcast was based on. We talk about our feelings. We express them. We demonstrate them, and we put them on other people. If this is your first time tuning in, tuning in, that's what we do. And we'll always do it. That's our promise to you. We will emote at you till you're uncomfortable. We will. If you don't know how to feel, we will assign it. <laughs> if you have no reaction, we'll interpret it negatively. As you listen to this, you will find you have no control over your own brain and emotions. We are in control of it. Look into the clock as it passes in front of you. The pages of a calendar ripping from behind. Now you are the Manchurian candidate and we are whoever programmed the Manchurian candidate. The government probably. Inside you is not a heart. It is a battery and lies (laughs) and documents. It's a battery powered by lies and that's you deep down. So that's kind of what we do on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, if you're used to Karen uh, talking, we, we, although I do want to talk about murder. Oh, we can. I mean, ghosts. Right. I've been watching. Uh, Netflix is topics? just like, hey, we know that 99% of entertainment is 
ghost-related art <laughs> stories. I mean, someone at Netflix really has a boner for ghosts. And I'm sorry, I don't like that phrase. Well, it's. I'm glad you brought it up because my new show, uh, my Netflix series, Ghost Boner, is actually <laughs> taking many of the tropes that people love about Netflix and just wrapping them up, up into one kind of super cut um, between people screaming up a flight of stairs and then, of course, just dick pics. Right, right. And and prior to this, your show, which is doing congratulations on the numbers. I'm going to have to pause you right there and oh, order sure, some Starbucks. sure, sure. We can edit this out. We so we did our order, whether or not that'll be in the... Uh, you know, we aren't Starbucks agents. As much as we joke about it, we now have real sponsors. That's this right. is a real show. That's right. So we shouldn't give away. Uh, we shouldn't list Starbucks items as free, right. like like we're living menus. Exactly. We gotta gotta get paid for that. They want a piece of this action. They can they can call us. That's right. On our hotline, we have a phone right in the middle. A red. A red timey rotary phone. It's a rotary phone that's shaped like a latte. <laughs> and, and, and we we can either call the commissioners or sponsors can contact us on it. Can I just say one thing? Yes. I think. What about this idea for a future show? And Stephen, you can chime in because you're technical. Uh, we get a burner phone. We put the number up on Twitter, and we take live calls during the drive. Oh wow! We can do it. Can I'm, we? I do. We can it. do it. I, should we put in like install an actual phone in your car? Yes. Okay. Uh, I think that'll work. I want to look like an '80s uh, cocaine-based stockbroker, where and maybe we should make this car convertible. Yeah, and I will. You be that uh, character. I'll be just a guy in a stakeout, like a kind of disgruntled, <laughs> maybe drinks a little too much, Great. members-only jacket. But I've killed people. Okay. But I'm funny. Great, Stephen. What's your character? Um, I was gonna say I'm just gonna be my dad, uh, businessman. You know, just just waiting by the phone. You know, making calls while Great. two kids sit in the back trying not to crinkle their Doritos. <laughs> I like it. I like yes. it. Three very specific pictures mm -hmm. that do not match up, and that's how we do things here at this podcast. I li I think that we actually should do that. <laughs> this might be better than your ghost boner show. <laughs> well, I would not say that. I just think that's bad luck for you to try to ah, curse my ghost boner right, show. Right, 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 right. Think about the popularity of the scene that everyone remembers uh, in Ghostbusters where Dan Aykroyd gets um, oral sex from a ghost. From, a lot of people don't actually remember that That's scene. right. Was it Slimer himself? It's during the music montage. Okay. It's the first night they're staying. They spent all the petty cash. They're staying in this uh, what ended up being haunted... Uh, Library? No, they 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 rented a, uh, a firehouse. Remember? Oh yes, and I they're do. all staying in it the first night. And during this music montage, where it goes to different haunting thing, Dan Aykroyd's bed, the sheets pull off, his pants zip open, uh huh, and then he crosses his eyes in some Daniel Stern euphoric <laughs> way as he gets an invisible blowjob. It's the most bizarre. I can't believe it's in the movie. <laughs> now, sorry. And most people have, I was joking, most people have blocked it out. It is in the regular I, I remember it as you were describing it. So you don't ever see what the ghost looks like. No. That's hilarious. Yeah, it is just him and, and it's all innuendo. But it's not really because his pants zip open and they zoom in on it as yeah. the sheet. Some invisible entity is... Pretty. Is filleting? Is filleting him? That's it's right. It's either that or fishing. Um, anyway, fishing what? Uh, uh, Doing the old fisheroo? <laughs> fillet, fillet. I don't like how fillet, fillet show, and fillet of fish. You know, I don't want 
those words to have anything to do with each other as far as what they mean, their Chris, meanings. You are just talking about how sensitive you are. And suddenly you're, you're talking dirty filet of fish. Here we go now. I'm crying again. <laughs> Here they come. Here they come. Uh, oh, be caller 22 to get Chris's first tears <laughs> and you will get some emotion. This, I mean, this thing's going to come together for this season. Mm -hmm. It's so many bells and whistles. The first season lasted five years. Go ahead and check those episodes out. They are just sitting yeah. there on a shelf. Yeah. They just reside there. And may I suggest like uh, episodes 30 through uh, 90 or something. I was really... I'm here's my biggest fear with our new season. Okay. I've told all my stories a couple times. A I know. I, I Look, me too. That's that's the nature of podcasting. Apparently I told that story about the bag of plastic four times. <laughs> I someone said you that is the fourth time. <laughs> but that it wasn't just an insult to me too. They said every time you were surprised to hear it. Uh, yes, or absolutely. pretending to be. I'm absolutely pretending, but also <laughs> loving it. You were pretending. I, every time you say uh, feline aids, I'm like, here we go. I'm loving it. I uh, know how this goes. Let's do the dance. I'm my father's son. I, <laughs> And I've said this before, but every time he would tell a story, my sister and I would listen. It's like, well, we've heard this. And then our joke was, oh, here's number 57 or whatever, <laughs> like each story had a number. But I, I think I've told you, we've had this conversation at least three times. I, but I've told you that my friend Danny Ceballos and I used to tell each other stories where the other person was there for the story. And we right. still told the story anyway. It, it, and me knowing that story is why Danny Ceballos <laughs> is a name that's already in my head. That's right. I love Danny. He's the greatest. It's This is an interesting experiment. Apparently, I'm the hot, sweaty one. <laughs> the car is divided in half. One side is gross and murky. Yeah. And foggy. It's because the AC is not on, and but it's cold outside and warm in here. Oh, so baby, the, it's cold outside. <laughs> but Chris's side is definitively steamier than my side. Oh, baby, it's uh. cold outside. <laughs> Oh, Christmas. I'm so excited for the... I'm so excited for Christmas. ...sexual deviancy of Christmas. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, baby. Of trapping you inside it's an apartment. It's cold outside. <laughs> nope. Making her... It's cold outside, and that's where you're going. No, no, you're oh, right. Oh, making her go out. Trying... Yeah, that's Get out in the snow, you slut. Put on this negligee and get in that snowbank. <laughs> Put on these skis and do what I say. Santa's coming, and it's a, it's a real, it's a sexy Christmas. Get outside. Uh, That's how you make that show, that song, uh, polit politically correct again. Is it's not a man trapping a woman into an apartment? By the way, we've had uh, this conversation already, <laughs> for sure. I know we have. But what we're doing this time is improving upon the past idea. Right. Right? We're saying we have that, we already had that conversation. What if we turn it on its ear? Exactly. It's a lot like stand up. You know how old some of my jokes are? Like, <laughs> at least, there's still jokes I do that I've done for 15 years, but sure. they didn't work up until like three years ago. I, I kept telling them, and now they're great. They're, yeah, now they're good pieces of business. They make me money. Yes. Some of these jokes. They're, they're what you sometimes call the money makers. Right. And so you're, oh. you trust them, you rely on them, mm -hmm. they put bread on the table. You eat so much fucking bread, it is, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I look, I look like a squirrel getting ready for winter sometimes, <laughs> but it's just French baguette. It's baguette after baguette. <laughs> My cheeks are all bulbous <laughs> with baguettes. 
Ugh. No cheese. You're like, oh, Chris, you want some goat cheese? No. Mm-mm. Bread only. Get out of my apartment. Get, I am on an inflammatory diet. <laughs> if it doesn't go straight to my knuckles, I don't want it. Gluten this, mm. everybody. I wish I could just, I wish there was a cream that was just made out of dairy, sugar, and gluten yeah. that I could rub <laughs> into my knuckles and elbows. Isn't that Asper cream? <laughs> Hot scum. In the past. Ooh. Steven. I have oh, talked about that, right? Their what? slogan used to be. Asper cream? You bet your Asper cream. <laughs> and I was watching TV. I'm like, no, no way. You can't get away with that. <laughs> I and don't know which one is ours. They changed it to better use Asper cream. No. Yeah. This really happened? It was too sexual, yeah. You Couple bet years your ago. Asper cream you is your the Asper best. Cr- I know. I would have bought it, I swear to God. I know. I didn't even know what it was for. <laughs> I slathered it all over my ass. Your cream. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. You, you know bet your ass for fucking cream. You know a lot of these podcasts that aren't at number three currently <laughs> without having any new episodes. You know what they don't have? Scone eating. Eating. Audible. Open. <laughs> smacking. Dry. The driest of all the baked goods. It's you, This is pot. Are we eating or am I doing fully work for a makeout scene? <laughs> mm. I'm also opening uh, this bad paper. This is Steven's fucking nightmare. I'm putting a warning in front of this section. <laughs> We're doing crinkling and smacking. Oh, sorry. No, no, I'm glad you did that. No, I, yeah, but I can't summon the word car. Or even. You're full of scones. I just go, ooh. You're scone drunk, Chris. You have to judge the tone of my ooh. Either I suddenly felt euphoric or we're about to get T-boned. Or one in the same. We were talking... Have you ever been T-boned? It feels pretty good. It's, um... (laughs) We were talking about that movie, Crash, not the one about racism, Mm -hmm. but the one where people get an erotic charge out of crashing cars. Do you remember that one? I remember thinking I was watching the other one, and then next thing you know... For real? There's bloody bodies in my pants are down. (laughs) No, I didn't. uh, I don't... But it is... I did watch that one first, yeah. The racism one or the the erotic one? Sorry, yeah. The erotic one. You just... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The scone is more delicious than I anticipated. And I, uh, I'm having, it's very good. It's so good. This is like we're having a little Christmas party right now. Doesn't that feel like it? I'm, I, you do know I love Christmas, right? I think so. I mean, I don't think we've talked about, this might be a new topic. Are you, are you ready to go into it? I think, I mean, I haven't rehearsed it for five years (laughs) while on air, but here we go. Let's try it. I love, I'm not, you know, I'm not religious and I didn't grow up with religion, really. Except Um, for, well, keep going. Except for what? The camp you went to. Go ahead. Exactly. Thank you. But I've told that story. (laughs) Yeah, don't tell it. I've added to it, though. Okay. Yeah. You want to just The nipple stigmata. What? Well, I fell off a dock at it, and my nipple, they cut, it cut my nipples off, and what I left out was, I do remember, because I was holding them, because I was embarrassed, and it hurt, (laughs) and I was, and then it left little nipple blood marks on my, on my palms, and someone... (laughs) Some intern said that's stigmata, and I had to go to a separate room, and I had to talk to the head pastor. <laughs> Did and you I'm tell like, me this already? I'm like, no, but the jokey part I'm trying to figure out oh, is sorry. I don't remember during the 
Yeah, no, I haven't figured it out. Say sorry no more. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't recall during the crucifixion, you know, coming up and giving him a titty twister or whatever. I don't know what. Right. I'm, it, once it comes to turning it into a joke, I don't have a lot of skills. I get it. You know, it's in process. But that story in and of itself is a wonderful, it was, rich anecdote. It was the most horrifying week I've ever had as a child. I was just mm. hearing voices. I was hearing what I thought were demons. I was hearing in the background children drowning in the lake, but I think I've said this before. It yeah, was just all it was, of it. Yep, I have. It was just <laughs> the other kids. Their booger whistles as they slept Some sounded like screaming. Mm -hmm. The point is, I'm not that religious, but I love, <laughs> like last night at the place across, they had some some white frosted tree this artificial tree with wires so you, and they had done nothing to primp it or cr or crimp it crump trump <laughs> to trump it i think i just had a stroke the point, <laughs> they did nothing to it to make it look good and so i spent about an hour on it mm. and moved the ornaments and they all watched they're like you're really good at this and i'm like yes i love christmas sorry where were you at Killer Shrimp, the, the establishment across <laughs> Killer Shrimp is across from my house. You buried the lead. You were in public doing this. At oh a yeah, restaurant. yeah, yeah. And the staff was just kind of watching me. I'm like, that's not a Christmas tree. And then it was like almost in fast motion. There's a footstool. It was a perfect setup, and it really looked good in the end. I'm like, I'm actually pretty good at at uh, getting a tree ready. That's fucking hilarious. But what is prim priming the tree? What is it Trim, called? trimming the tree. Oh my gosh. I know. It's dirty. Everything's a little bit dirty. Trimming the tree. It's trimming the tree. Yes. <laughs> Nothing's more seductive than other trimmings, <laughs> like your bangs or... Or meats, different I, meats. I'm going to trim myself of my clothes and come right back. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go slip into something more trimmable. <laughs> so sexy. And you're in the, still in the middle of Bubba Gump Shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, please, you have to wear pants in here. <laughs> mm, that's why they call it Killer Shrimp. It's so killer. <laughs> <laughs> you just made your own dick joke. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Oh. Wow. Wow. That's kind of powerful. Yeah, there's a, uh, we're looking at graffiti that says R.I.P. McCain. There's a young picture of him. Kind of a woodcut. Yeah, somebody. Stenciled over someone. They spray paint stenciled a picture of McCain in his Navy uniform. But you would think a fan of his wouldn't really be into the graffiti arts. No. I would think that his wife or whoever sprayed that up there would be more of like a... You know, what, cross-stitcher? That is, uh, right. She's like, no one's buying my pillows anymore. I gotta hit the streets. I gotta take this message to the people. Rest <laughs> in peace, my husband. <laughs> I do like the idea of, of uh older couple just doing that in broad daylight, <laughs> doing graffiti. And then walking back over to their mansion over here. <laughs> we did good today, honey. Close the gate. Now let's break dance in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> We'll live whatever goddamn life we want. <laughs> Let's watch that scene from Cocoon where the old people are breakdancing <laughs> to get in the mood. I have to apologize. If my sister was listening to this and she heard me eating this Rice Krispie oh, treat, right. she would lose her fucking mind. Yeah, it's it's not. It's, it's pretty gross. No one wants to hear it. I but do I, apologize. Steven, is it, is it, can you hear it a lot? No, it's not too bad. It's oh. more of when it's like the crinkling part okay. is probably right. worse. I but. put it down. I put it down. <laughs> It's a gorgeous winter day here in Burbank. Really pretty. It is. There is 
there is certain memories that get triggered by the smell of like the sun coming out right after the rain mm -hmm. and there's one specific one and i don't know why just a day in my hometown and the I was maybe 16, and I remember every time it rains, I think of that day. And I, w I don't think there's any importance to it other than me as a teen, as a young teen thinking, boy, it's really pretty out right now. Yeah, and it just brings, that smell brings you back to that day. Uh, it's always that day. Yeah. It's always that day. Strawberry Fields Forever also triggers that, that song triggers that, that visual. It's so weird how certain. Same day? Yes. Same moment. So it, I always wonder why, because it's it's not often, but it's it's really vivid and it's almost like I can see it. So when it, what happened that day? Did I, did some ghost fly through me? What what? There has to be a reason that. Did that, you was were you in school? Were you walking home from school? Did you go? Were you oh, on I was having a bad school? day. I think I was doing yeah. door to door sales for uh, uh, Serendipity Ventures. Yes. So you were. This was just a moment of mercy in the otherwise terrible day. It was a terrible day. I had sold no coupon books. I got threatened. <laughs> I think I'm almost. That was a day. A, a dog. I I got bit because I know where I was at the end of Brooks and a dog bit me I went onto a guy's porch I'm like do you need to get your oil tape and then a dog <laughs> but it was really a, the coupon book was great there was all you would I would go to the coupons I'd be like look this is a half price oil change just down the street this book is six dollars with this one coupon or coupon, depending on what part of the country you're from. I was very savvy about uh, linguistics when I... Uh, and this, draw, drawing this, people in. This, yeah, people, come around, gather around. <laughs> elixirs and, and coupon books, but not really elixirs. And that is like... All elixirs you have to in the coupon book. <laughs> this one, half off elixirs. This one's for crooked legs and dry spells. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, yeah, one coupon paid for the book, and I would show it to them, and they're still like, well, I don't know. When yeah. does it expire? <laughs> you have two years, and I'm a child also. <laughs> Please buy this. How well, old were you? I was my first job. I had to be 15. Shit. And, and I know I've talked about this, but the other guys I worked with were grown-up men who drank a lot yeah. and one time we had to pick them up at the elbow room and the two guys two guys I had to walk around in a neighborhood with that day this was a different day no, they were just fighting the in the park, parking lot bleeding yes. black eye bloody nose yes and then they got and they were reeked of alcohol and they got in the car and I'm like I'm so scared <laughs> Did you say that out loud? I know. I was just like, I get it, boys. Yep. <laughs> the old poking tickle in the parking lot. I got you. Every once in a while, a man's got to... This is what I said. I was like, every once in a while, a man's got to tell another man that he's his friend by punching him. You boys will be all right. Hey, did you see this This coupon is worth $6? You know what? I think I'm... Yeah, guys. Oh, you're punching again. Anyway. This is the coupon I'm going to lead with, the oil change, once you guys are done hitting each other. And when you're done hitting each other, here's some half-off gauze. Wrap it around your head. I don't know if it was the violence or just having to go out into the streets and be scared to knock on doors as much as it is. I very much dislike sales. Yes, me too. And I figured that out early on. And my dad told me I wouldn't like it. If you have to set aside like because you kind of have to trick someone even if you believe in the product like I did 
two years later with Cutco knives. <laughs> you are, you know, I'd, I would walk into a house and they would have holes in their placemats or they, they look like they didn't have extra money. Certainly not for a knife set where it's like 50 bucks per knife. Like they're really expensive, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you buying time so you can chew and swallow? Or is this my knife story a snooze fest? <laughs> Both! <laughs> I, there's a lot of pressure with this new season. I know. Uh, I agree. That's why I'm just not saying anything at all. What if someone's tuning in? That's not going to help. <laughs> People just tuning in. Yeah, Karen, for the first time, it's just... Uh, she doesn't talk, and this other guy tells really boring <laughs> sales stories. Uh, here's the reason I like your Cutco stories. <laughs> It's because it reminds me of every sh every job I had felt like the worst thing that was happening to me ever. Mm -hmm. And it was because I don't like working and I'm very lazy. And I remember one time I hadn't gotten a job and I called my parents to borrow money for the 12th time. And my mom goes, do you think you don't have to work? And I was like, <laughs> yes. I said yes back to her. Like, finally, you understand me. And she was just like, you fucking asshole. So I know those like... Anytime you get a job where you had to somehow weirdly be like, hey, I'm a confident salesperson, even though I'm 19 and yeah, I have yeah. the weirdest outfit on and I just want to lay down and drink. Right, right. It, I, I never I never felt good about any job. Well. Favorite job, favorite job. Uh, my favorite job, I think, that was like a real job was when I, wa I just walked into a t-shirt shop and I showed him my drawings. Or it was my favorite um, uh, process of getting hired ever. Okay. Where I walked in, the guy was kind of intimidating. He's like, oh, you want to work here? Here's your first job. And he slid over this order and it was uh, a description of what these people wanted. It was some rafting group. Mm -hmm. And I sat down and I drew up a logo by hand and they're like, okay, great. And then they went down and printed it. And then the people got the shirts like it was a last minute order and I did the job. He's like, okay, you're hired. But it was actual, it was you, an actual job in that you're church. Te them testing you out was turned into the product that got sold and made money. Thank you. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Yeah. It was like a cool, it was like, oh, you want to audition for this commercial? Roll them. <laughs> hey, do you like cat food or a better example? <laughs> do you like cat food? <laughs> We all do. <laughs> Finally, cats give food for humans. Just a, hold on a minute. Natural balance, the, you know, Patton, uh, Van Patton, you know, Dick Van Patton. Dick Van Patton. Yes. He, you know, he's CEO of Natural Balance Foods. I didn't know that. I'm so glad you told me. Well, I went to interview some bulldog that skateboards, and he was like. <laughs> He was in the Rose Bowl parade snowboarding that year. That's not the job you name as your favorite job. You fucking come in with, I printed up shirts as your favorite job, and you fucking interviewed a, a skateboarding bulldog? A, a, a lot of bulldogs. <laughs> a little baby cute ones. No. All, the bulldogs love jumping on skateboards. And then this float one year, and this dog has passed, but he had his own calendar. He had his own tour bus. Whoa. He was a famous bulldog. I and think I, I've seen him. I think, is he the one where he actually kicks along? Yes. He was very good. There's, there, bulldogs will, at first they're biting your ankle on the side of this, the board, but eventually they get on it and they're like, wait a minute, I get it, this is fun. Yeah. And suddenly you have on your hands a skateboarding bulldog. It's the greatest. But it's, they're going to bite you at first. Dogs are unpredictable. But yeah. anyway, I, I interviewed this dog and 
And at the end, they wanted some product thing, and it wasn't Dick Van Pet or whoever his name is. But uh, it was Dick another. Dick Van Patten. Yeah, yeah. Not Dick, but... Vince. <laughs> Vinny Van Patten. <laughs> they, but they had a dog food that w- it said on it, also, you can have it, adults can have it. And No. Yes. And it just tasted like dinty more beef stew or whatever. Are you sure they didn't mean adult dogs can I have it? I guarantee he said this food, the quality of this food is so good that we advertise that people can eat it too. And it seriously said it on the can. And I ate it and it tasted nothing like dog food. It tasted like people food. So no. I was like, there's no way this is good for dogs. Um, could you, Did you warm it up first? I ate the whole can cold. <laughs> And it was good. No. It was on camera. It was like, well, here's the dog food, you know. It's kind of the same. I got a tattoo on camera. You know, I would do anything. I'm Chris, a journalist. You, that is true. But you have now told the fourth m- most mind-blowing story. You ate dog food as a commercial. Oh, yeah. Happily. Yeah. And I, I haven't do told Do you that. think this is, I've never heard this one. Okay. Do you think this is related to or caused by... Um, when your mom made you what you thought was tuna sandwiches and it was cat food Thank sandwiches. You. Oh, if you give me permission to retell, there's a lot of new people listening. It was just, yes, I, it might have, but that was horrifying because that was very much cat food yes. in sandwich form. And not in any way cleared for adults or children to no, eat. I was in sixth grade and I bit a sandwich and put it down and my friends were staring at me and I'm like, it's cat food. <laughs> And my friends all smelled it, and it very you cat food's unmistakable, and still makes me gag. It's so this. gross. I love cats. I hate their food. Yeah, and I'm it, partial about the litter box. <laughs> you could be uh, convinced, but right yeah. now you're not so sure. <laughs> Take a few more taste tests. <laughs> I think that's why I never got sick as a kid. I was. You'd already eaten a bunch of stuff. Well, that's sand. It was a sandbox, but my cat mm. used it for his reasons, and I'm three years old. What am I going to do? Not put it in my mouth? You're just going to become like one of the X-Men with <laughs> all of your... <laughs> I really do, because uh, I'm not kidding. I, as a kid, I had worms all the time, and it was because I always had a hand, you know, I'd play in cat poop in my, in my sandbox. I and can't. this is gross. I know it's gross. <laughs> but I, I had. And I, this is gross just in case you're not hey, entirely grossed out. If you aren't listening to the story so far, let me interrupt you by saying it's been gross. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, uh, I never. Uh, I got a certificate at the end of fifth grade that my entire elementary school career, I never missed a day of school being sick. And I really think that it's because I was just. Had a steady diet of cat shit. <laughs> There's no germs could survive mm. past your your soft palate. There's some of these kids out there just sick all the time, and yep. it's because their parents never give them cat poop. Yeah, I'm it was, sorry. It's a huge mistake. Anyway, I went home, and my mom that she had made a sandwich in a hurry. There was a can of deviled ham next to a can of and there was deviled ham in the cat's bowl and I got the I got the cat food sandwich and that uh that cat can describe that day it just like your rain smell day because it, he got deviled ham and it was so beautiful right. and then he noticed how gorgeous the clouds were right and every time he smells deviled ham he's like oh when I was eight this fucking woman gave me deviled ham and oh it was a September morning it was a woman that was always there but she was in there for the first time somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I was just glad it wasn't a cucumber. Yeah, if you tap, imagine, because all cats have as their taste buds. Sure. 
Oh, and they're really good eyesight. Yeah, and they're and they're spiky, spiky, weird tongue and, and penis. And <laughs> they have a barbed penis. And they tongue. do have a barbed penis. Many animals do. <laughs> it's just so they can keep that lady around for a little while while they're romancing her, it's as not, one might want to say. It's not. It's for drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for sexual purposes. It's for drinking. It's their Cats' tongues are not barbed for her pleasure. Karen. <laughs> It's horrifying. <laughs> it's just too... <laughs> That's why they make so much noise when they're mating on a fence uh, outside your apartment. It it's, is. It's, it's a painful barbed process. <laughs> it's a Kama, Kama Sutra style <laughs> attack. <laughs> oh, God. It's the worst, and it's so true. That's why cat, <clears throat> cats are shrieking in pain. It's because sex is no, no walk in the park for it them. Is, Borderline BDSM, which stands for <laughs> dirty, bad, bad, dirty, dirty meow, sex meows, <laughs> bad, dirty, sex meows, BDSM. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you're better at that. I panic when it comes down to like uh, the fill in the blank joke. Yeah, or yeah. the ac- it's not an acronym. Acronyms when the initials spell a word and people go BDSM. Right. Like DINAR is an acronym. DINAR is an acronym, that's right. But my MFM is not. <laughs> that's one right. of your podcasts is an acronym. The other one is their initials. That's right. People misuse that all the time. And you know how I'm super smart, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> so you're just kind of here to teach us mm-hmm. as much as, while I eat, as much as anything else. <laughs> Mostly about grammar. <laughs> when you're done using that mouth to throw that scone down, you're going to use it to speak right around me. <laughs> I don't know who that was. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. You, I think it's important for us to explore. Remember when we were going to do this in the very beginning, we had this idea that we would do this podcast as a series of characters driving around? Remember that? I mean... It we, was like first pass idea. Years ago, the James Adomian episode was like that. Is no. that not what we're talking no. about? Okay, okay. I figured that would make you angry. <laughs> Pretend you'd be angry so I can keep eating. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of a... Uh, uh, Karen, I'm afraid, it's lapsed into a silent state of rage. Let's wait until she swallows. I mean, gets in a better mood. <laughs> Fills herself with marshmallow crispy surprises. <laughs> Every episode, we're just hiding that you're having snacks. Yep. And I'm like, with the fact that you're angry instead. <laughs> yep. It's so, and it's they're getting louder and louder. So it's like, why would you eat crudite on a podcast that's disgusting yeah watch this i can cover it they'll never fucking know they'll never know what i'm doing over here i'll say i'm just angry <laughs> no but i do like that idea i mean you and i aren't really character actors so. not in the least but you're good at it i the other day oh the other day i mean someone said who sings your song the song you heard at the beginning of this it's a beautiful song one of if i think you'll agree one of my favorite songs isn't it one of your favorite songs that you came up with in a pinch like overnight i i wrote that song in like one sitting it was nutso and it's really good and someone said who sings that song a fan of yours and i'm like i can't believe you don't know about this (laughs) album and i forwarded some uh songs from live at the bootleg thank you and it's really good thank you it had been a while since I listened to your album, it's so good. You were there when I recorded it. I was, I was. And I was just like, yeah, this is all right. (laughs) 
and now in retrospect, like the re- I don't know if it's the recording quality or just my my tastes have become. Um, you know, sharper, more refined. Yeah, more I think refined. That's, it. that's what I mean. It's because we went to grad school. Man, it was those, those last year of college really helped me realize <laughs> how good your album is. <laughs> Thank you so much. It, you know, it's so good, and you got to be. It, I'm serious. We've talked about it jokingly, but you got to get start this rock band. Um, I was gonna say, you know, when I did it at the time, I was really scared to do it, but I knew, I knew I had to like get it down and make sure it was recorded. And the, and the only thing I could do, because I'm so such a self-sabotager, saboteur, is, <laughs> is I was like, just do it. You're not going to like it no matter how good or bad it is. You're not going to like it. So just do it and walk away and don't listen to it for like five years. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And that's what made it okay because it's so horrifyingly uh, vulnerable to uh, write and sing songs. Did you see your old crappy Honda... Honda Fit? <gasps> no. Ugh, it looks like crap. Your life is better now. <laughs> <laughs> We've but, really progressed since, yeah, those, yeah. since those fucking yeah, I days. Got the same one. Oh. But the, <laughs> and then also, oh my point. Yeah, I I also forgot that I watched a bunch of Mr. Show stuff, and you're and oh. you're good on that. Thank you. Yeah, the 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 sketch where uh, Bob and David are both competing to describe the sunset to you when you're a blind <laughs> Oh yes, the girl. blind girl sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I don't know. It's offensive now. A lot of things are. But I wasn't really blind. I was just doing it for attention. Right, right. She was she wasn't Right. Okay, right. Yeah. So so that, that could best. be even worse or much much better. Scott Ackerman th- wrote that sketch. I think it does make it better. Lots of people like that sketch. Hey, Ackerman has his moments, man. <laughs> Come I'm on. Give it up. Give it up. <laughs> Give it up for the ark. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up for the ark. <laughs> like that's his uh if he was a DJ. Yeah, or if he was a touring comic. Holy, speaking of both. Look. I uh did a show last night as a comic. In, and then at I, what club? It was it was in near your neck of the woods, right on Lankersham there. Uh-huh. And it was so North Hollywood. And uh, it was just behind a bar, but it it was really fun. Like Lori Kilmartin was on it, and awesome. Solomon DiGiorgio and Genius. Solomon no, I I add DiGiorgio. I don't know why. There's no D, yeah. Yeah, it's because of that pizza. Or because <laughs> of Deborah DiGiovanni. Who's hilarious. Who's hilarious. She's so... I don't think anyone makes me laugh more than her right All now. the people you've named so far are some of all of my favorite Deborah, Canadians. Did, and then this Canadian guy was very funny. And then, uh, yeah, it was a bunch of great comics. That's awesome. And um, uh, after that, I was hungry. And <laughs> my friend and I went to some sushi place. And there was a DJ that greeted us at the door next to a... A guy who was so intense and scratching his face and looked like a cartoon character that was a meth addict. Cool. But they were in good moods and they said, come on in, this place is the funnest. And it was a sushi place and the sushi was good and the DJ kept getting on on the mic and and saying that this guy used to make sushi for uh, Kim Kardashian and he'd wave his hand like, yeah, and look at me now. And I, I'm not making any, that. I mean, or maybe it's all believable and boring, but the, he kept, it was an interesting exercise in like getting warmed up. Cause I walked in and I was like, apprehensive to be there. And then this guy who was dressed kind of like Guy Fieri and his, and his, his DJ name was Crocodile Joe. <laughs> he, he would get, and he'd play like 
uh, y'all ready for this? And yes. like jock jams, and then come my lady, you're my sugar pie, honey, yes. baby. All those, that era of bad music. Which goes perfectly with sushi. But then he made us all do YMCA, and he made everyone get up that was eating there and do the hand movements, no. and I'm like, no, I don't want to. No. But everyone was doing it, and I was saying no. I said no ten times. Next <laughs> thing you know, I'm... There was a Congo Congo line, oh and I God. was in the middle. But everyone was willing to do it, and I'm like, why am I so uptight? Why do <laughs> I think I'm better than this shit? And then after this guy did that and made everyone feel uncomfortable, everyone was so loose and dancing and talking. Everyone was in a great mood. Mm -hmm. And it was this Guy Fieri-type guy who's like, made me roll my eyes and was like, a, a kind of annoying, really broke us all out of our shells and I at the end I loved him well that's great we, everyone felt great in that room um, can I just ask a couple quick questions about the sushi DJ yeah I'm gonna <laughs> yeah I need to really kind of investigate this okay how many drinks did you have between the time you walked in sat down and the time you were like you know what I'm gonna give over to the YMCA zero I haven't been drinking like oh trying to get my face skinny for my special oh cause that's very telling cause it's that's to me right all those rock and roll sushi, sushi places are just hey alcoholics come eat here because you're not even going to eat anyway you just want to fuck around right no. I do I don't want to go to a restaurant I where people starving. are involved in the experience that I'm having and making me do things everyone else there I think was drunk except me and my friends so. okay and I got I went in there I'm like I have to eat now and I stopped at two places before that and they were closing you know it was after the show it was 10 we went in there. I'm like, I don't care if these guys are <laughs> obnoxious crack DJs. I'm hungry and I'm eating their bad sushi even if it kills me. And sushi can kill you. It absolutely can. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, get some sea urchin in there. But yeah. then you basically, you turned your attitude around I because stayed, of the energy. I stayed like two and a half hours. <laughs> I was having so much fun. That's good. It was like being at a roller rink as a grumpy old single dad <laughs> or something. But then you, he cracked you, his... His energy for life and mm -hmm. for sushi and for bad music cracked you open. Yeah, it really, he did. It was great. I think I hugged him a couple times. Wow. It was a weird experience. So, I don't ever want to see him again or be there again. Well, he, he already called you. You have to um, <laughs> eat brunch with him on Saturday. And he wants to know if you guys are going to spend the holidays together. <laughs> God damn it. What if he called on our, our hotline <laughs> on the right latte now? latte hotline? Hello, console phone. <laughs> you said you were my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd had a lot of sushi, Crocodile Joe. <laughs> I didn't really mean it. I just wanted it to be a cat. Thing. Here's the thing. I let my mouth run. People listen to this. Crocodile. 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 could be listening right right now. God, could you imagine? And he's blasting it across a sushi restaurant and being like jumping up and down, trying to be like a power DJ, <laughs> but it's to this bullshit. <laughs> and he had cargo cargo shorts. Here's the whole package deal. Ah. Uh. Another uh. first time story. <laughs> Brought to you fresh, never before told. You know, because it happened last night. It's almost an argument for retelling stories. No offense. Right. But I mean, because that one was a stinker and the one. <laughs> you, I'm just saying it's great to work out your plot points. So you're saying, you're saying Crocodile Joe and his sushi place might be a great story in five, six years? I, I would marinate it at least yes. for one year. <laughs> Put it in a bowl of vinegar because you're going to be great one day. 
kid. Are, I'm usually not this attack-oriented comedically with you on this podcast. It's my new season one, um, season two, sorry, character. I expected you to be this way because we got to hold this to a higher standard. Yeah, that's right. There's more listeners. There's think, more scrutiny. That's right. And I think attack comedy is coming back. Mm-hmm. I think I could be the new Rickles of podcasting if I really tried. Just casual friend roasting. Friend roast slams and Mm. pranks. I'll definitely keep your eyes out for the prank. Oh, God, I love pranks. You know my favorite is when you come up behind me (laughs) and you tap my left shoulder, but you're over on my Uh, right. Right in your fucking ear. And I wrench my neck over. I'm like, no one's there. Yeah. And then when you turn your head the other way, I have a screwdriver up by your ear. Oh, oh, oh. I thought we went by that haunted house again. Isn't it kind of weird? It is the haunted house. It is the haunted house. Should we drive by it again? Oh god, we, we yeah. I don't think we got we got some pictures last time, but didn't have our new our new. I don't know what. So you're saying this podcast will be on like a website? Yes. <laughs> well, can dad? we add? Can we add pictures? Are you doing the character of my dad? <laughs> do you want to tell people about that, or do you not want to? Oh, I could. My yeah. d- my dad. I so we started this. Podcast Network. Georgia Hardstark and I have started Exactly Right Podcast Network. If you don't know, that's where you are right now. Yeah, if, if, you, if you blindly turned on your computer and ended up on the homepage. You just kind of put your hands all over the keyboard and now you're here with us. Hey, welcome. Um, but I, my dad has tried to get me to explain in a way that that is meaningful to him what the fuck a podcast network is and I've tried and tried and I was I always use some kind of a radio metaphor right but he it was it's like then he just immediately thinks of radio and he's like well then how do you have to wait to put it on at a certain time or or yeah or he thought everyone comes in and in real time they come into the studio and <laughs> yes. lay down some tracks and it plays <laughs> streams via the airwaves or yes. whatever. Like kind of like a Motown situation where like every show on the Exactly Right Network, we all sit in there with with cans on. Yeah, don't. Watching each other record. Don't just sit there singing to the bucket, <laughs> you drifter. <laughs> so I finally said, it's like we're Netflix and then everybody brings their movies to post on our website. And he, right. he finally got it. But that also kind of is very reductive and makes it sound... You know, like we're not really doing anything. We're more than just a website, everybody. We make ear movies. <laughs> yes! <laughs> there it is. That's what we Sound, like. Sound, no, no picture. But okay, wait. That's we're, why I'm saying on the website we can have a picture of this haunted house. We looped around the block. Okay. Down the way a little bit further. Okay, because right this side. one's kind of nice. Yeah. This doesn't seem haunted. It seems expensive. I have a sneaking suspicion that... Oh, wait, the, that is the haunted house. <laughs> is, is it? Or it's, yeah, it it's this one, the one next to it, I guess. It, I don't think so. What? It's wait. just a similar... Did I go down this the wrong street? What I, no, this was the street we were on, and the house isn't here anymore. <laughs> I'm, I think, or it's over there. Oh, like further down. But yeah, I'm, I, go, I'm turning around. These are beautiful homes. <laughs> we're sorry to upset you, Mr. Amityville. Amityville. <laughs> the disappearing house. Is that scary? A house disappearing entirely? Uh, yes. Know. Have you not seen Poltergeist? Because <laughs> guess what's underneath? Skeletons. Disgruntled Native Americans. <laughs> It wasn't that the the thing they were they were adding a pool to yeah. Craig T Nelson's house yeah. and they specifically said it was a native they graveyard. Bu- they built the entire uh, uh, housing tract over. They the guy yells you or Craig T Nelson yells you just move the headstones and they basically oh, didn't move right. the bodies. They just built all the houses over a Native American graveyard and those. The Native Americans in the graveyard were pissed, and yes. the poltergeists began. 
I think you found it. I think we are is approaching the real haunted house. Okay, get ready, get ready, get ready. Uh, where is it? Is it not this one? These things lift up and float around. They really do. That's, I hate this about these. No, it's not these ones either. No, it isn't. Are we too it's, far over? It's just gone. It's just gone. It's just gone. There were, I mean, and I mentioned this, I've been watching a lot of these haunting, you know, there are movies about hauntings, uh, documentary series about hauntings. Yeah. And it's made me think about my own, you know, hauntings. things I could never shake that <laughs> still are in my brain. Just Ghosts? No, just weird uh, emotions that are triggered by a certain sound or a smell. Not unlike the happy rainy day thing. Right. But... I don't, uh, like, when I was a kid, I used to hear background noise would suddenly amplify, and and it would be in school during a test, and so kids, you could hear their pencils scratching papers. All of a sudden, that would have an emotion attached to it, and it sounded like, instead of pencils, loud voices going like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. and it scared the hell out of me to where I would almost faint. Yeah. Now, either I was being haunted or I have a special power I've never tapped into, which is <laughs> what my mom's friend who rubs crystals said. Mm. Or I am i was just having little anxiety attacks. Sure. What do you think? Um, well, I've had the same thing happen where my hearing goes really strong for a second. Right. And it almost feels like, the thing I think of is the conspiracy theorists who believe that there are like radio transmissions in their head, which is also, I think of that because that's also a sign of schizophrenia. Right. And then I go, is it coming for me today? Is today the day I go down? And then I just get real relaxed. Um, and then it goes away. Right. And I think there are things, like my friend Bradford one time when we were working at Ellen, he was That's a producer. Her nickname for Bradley Whitford, they're very good <laughs> friends. Continue. Continue. Not that house, right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I can't find it. Um, so he was working one day and he had one eye that was much worse, had a stronger prescription in his glasses than his other eye. Uh-huh. And his eye clicked, like clicked into focus and he could see better with the bad eye for like two hours. Oh no. And then it went away. And I just think that that's how our bodies are sometimes. There's like weird shit brain stuff going on. We don't, we could never know. I know. And it's when you experience the high functioning or mm. I remember when towards the end of college, I was all excited to, or just of a semester, I was excited to move to this snowboarding town and and just snowboard and be with my friends. And I was it. But that week prior to that, I... I was calm all the time. I was doing great in school. I was skateboarding better. Every and my interactions with people, they would go, "Wow, you're in a really good mood lately." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know what it is." And the whole <laughs> time, I was paranoid that it was going to go away. Uh huh. I'm like, you know what? This isn't going to last forever. Something, for whatever reason, endorphins. I thought maybe I was sick, and my body was trying to fight something, which very well could have been the case. And so it just was making you feel better in general. Yeah, for some reason, my, my, chemically, I was just winning, or what for lack, very much of a better term. You were tiger's (laughs) bloody all over the fucking place? Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) Oh, I don't, I wish I could have thought of a better thing. I'm really upset that I said winning. Uh, but I was. It's the best way to explain it. Everything. It's how you felt. Everything I was doing, and it was coming effortlessly. 
and f- even physically, it's so weird that physically I was performing better. Physically, you were slowly turning into Charlie Sheen, and you didn't realize <laughs> that you had a, a widow's peak and a fl- really flary nostrils. And you're like, I love it. <laughs> many, many, many addictions. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, but I do remember being scared that it would go away, and then when it did go away, I was kind of bummed out. And, sure. But I kind of let it go. But well, you it, have to. It is a true thing. It is true. The ray, the UFOs are controlling our emotions. <laughs> that is what you said, right? <laughs> our emotions. A UFO made me cry. Anyway, get what show do I like these days? <laughs> the UFOs are controlling me. Um, yeah, those. It just happened. That audio thing I'm talking about just happened to me either yesterday or the day before at work, and it was really one of those things where I was like, because you know, people are talking about five G wireless is like really strong and we don't really know how it could affect us. Somebody told me some conspiracy theory about 5G wireless that has really gotten into my head and freaked me out in in a major way. Um, Because, and I don't even know if it's true, I don't know, whatever, but then I just start thinking of these days, there's so much like shit in the air because we're all using computers all the time. Right. So. You know, who the fuck knows? And it's proven that the 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 equivalent these are microwaves. It's the same as the eighties you know, when you were like, Don't put your head right there. Like right? there was a I could feel oddly cool air blowing into my face. If From I'm not the microwave? Mis- yeah, that okay. is nuclear like either, either that or but I've heard that that signals for cell phones are are very similar to microwaves and yeah. they, they do cause brain that's proven that they're it's bad that we're putting these up to our skulls yes i think so, i think it's like the whole idea is we have to let everything go because we are killing ourselves right for right. sure and i and it might sound selfish or like you don't have any real problems if all you worry about is your own health but that <laughs> i'm sorry Just call me yeah call me problemless because i'm so worried <laughs> About Lately. your health? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. That my phone's going to reach out and grab me. Reach out and stab me. <laughs> I'm going to reach out and stab you. Abra, abra, cadabra. I'm your phone. <laughs> I'm go- and I'm going to stab I'm you. I'm going to kill you. What? What's wrong? I'm just your phone. What is, what's the policy on song parodies like that? <laughs> um... We, As, when we take a song and make it way worse? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do we have to legally pay anything? Yeah, or? I think we're going to go to jail for sure. <laughs> okay, good. Good. It's such a... It needs something new to worry about. It's been raining all day. It's not raining right this second, but it's all moody and cloudy you did outside. It. Karen, you found the house. What? You found the house. <gasps> the haunted a, house, Stephen! This is a scary house. Oh my god, it is the haunted house. Look at it. it! We did it! We fucking stuck to it and we the did it. The light is still on. Look at him. Reminding me of that boat I saw two days into a Caribbean cruise. <laughs> it was a boat not unlike this house, except it was smaller and had a little roof on it and a little lantern that was flickering on and off. What? It was a boat in the middle of the ocean. I was on a cruise with my family and was look out on the patio. It was nighttime, and there was just a boat out we had it, it was a two day trip so we were going I think to Mazatlan or something somewhere in Central America okay uh, from Texas I think and there was just this boat out in the middle of nowhere that and no up, one was on it 
A boat that looked like a house church. And it was rocking to where you could see the floor of the boat and everything in it, and there was not a person in the boat. Oh, fuck. And so everyone on the rest of the cruise was like, so, do you see the ghost boat? <laughs> everyone agreed that it was a ghost boat. Yes. And that house reminded me of it. Shit. Yeah. Also, that house on the shutters, they're like weird crosses. They, they look like T's, but they're even, as opposed to a crucifix where the cross is on the top part, it's in the middle, but it looks equally like satanic. Right. And wrong. That's the kind of house that in a movie that's about... Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, did you throw up? Because you're scared of ghost boats? You know how ghosts can make me throw up and get diarrhea? Of course. Uh, sorry. Chris is watching The Haunting of Hill House and just projectile vomiting onto his own television. The only movie that doesn't make me do that, ironically, The Exorcist. Really? The vomit scene. You've never felt more comfortable than when you watch that girl it's puke? The, it's the only time my stomach feels coated and healthy. Is watching just... Blair, <laughs> Linda Blair, spit pea soup at the wall. <laughs> Industry secret. That wasn't split pea soup. That was split pea dog food. No, <laughs> but it's made for humans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, that house does. There's little crucifixes in the window, and it is the. It's so cartoonishly a haunted house that in a movie about haunted houses, you would be like, "Well, it serves you right." You yeah. Guys. You you're, should have said no to the realtor. You're being silly moving into a house that haunted. Well, the Ooh. price is right, honey. <laughs> well, I'm just worried that our son won't stop drawing these drawings. <laughs> you mean the crayon ones of us dead? <laughs> there we go. Movie written. You're welcome. Go ahead and make it. <laughs> we dare you. Starring Elliot from E.T. <laughs> I like that series, The Haunting of Hill House, or whatever I, it is. It, I really like the ending of it. It but... was like... A, you, <laughs> you didn't like the ending? Did you like the ending? Uh, no, I, that's what I was going to say is I didn't get all the way through because I don't want to watch families fight. Right. If you have a haunted house, throw some fucking plates at the wall and right. get it going. I don't want to watch people disagree it, about whether or not the house was unfair to them or their sister. I muscled through that, and I think you're talking about the scene where they're all at a funeral and, yes. and they are all fighting. But it was they. It was so well acted, and I think it the, is, for sure. the arguments and the points they were making were so realistic. But that part felt like a uh, especially tense episode of togetherness or something. And I'm like, exactly. wait, this show, this show is being changing genres on me. And then the end is this kind of hopeful interstellar type thing. Okay. And it and it's not. You mean like, the end of the series or the end yes, of that episode? Rather than you know other horror movies where it's like, and the whole time it was just the devil. The end. <laughs> Everything's bad. All killing. They're all dead. The yeah. devil wins again. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like Hereditary, but it's like, oh, the end is the devil? What a cop-out. Come on. That movie devil. was freaky as shit, though. It was. It was really good. I just The end, I was like, come on. It could have been about those... Sorry, these are all spoilers, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but We'll put a spoiler was... warning also at the top of Right, this. right, right. <laughs> spoiler warning. Don't leave your milk out. <laughs> Tr I, uh... Triggers, trigger warning. There's going to be spoiled milk in this episode. <laughs> spoiler trigger warning. <laughs> this car has a spoiler on it and I have a gun. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I have to bring it. I'm <laughs> sorry I have to bring it to that level I'm, of comedy. I'm sorry I love guns. I, I just... Uh, Tony Collette's character was making miniature replicas of things happening. I mean, that, I don't know why 
it, there shouldn't have been some like well surprise it was just happening in this world that is in her psychosis or, yeah. or in her miniature like it was said that was such a great that would have been a better way to end it other than but maybe they wanted you to think that and in the end it's like surprise it's the devil everything's bad <laughs> this kid who you were rooting for this nice boy yeah he's screwed he's the devil himself go home and deal with your emotions <laughs> not all movies are supposed to make you feel like it's a wonderful life but I do agree that the devil is not specific enough to make it scary because I'm Catholic I already went through that phase yeah. of like I'm scared the devil's gonna get me it's such a generalized kind of thing it's much more interesting when it's like the it's actually the boy you right. know what I mean and he's right. just killing people that's I, it's better right it's more grounded yeah I can get behind it sure I do like that boy actor Alex Wolf that's mm -hmm. in it his mom was on 30 something he's a great great boy actor <laughs> Well, of all the boy actors that I've seen, he's the top boy. Pardon me, boy. Boy. <laughs> How are you at acting, boy? Why, I love it. <laughs> Sing into the can. Scream into this bed. <laughs> Yo, you've got the goods. Oh. Oh, we love old-timey voices. Shit. Old-timey voices and new-timey Netflix. How, when, and I don't think... The only thing I know about it is Roxy Music is on the soundtrack, but that movie Legend where Tim Curry's the devil, that that was almost too scary for me, his makeup. Is it uh, David Bowie that you no, mean? Uh, no. Is Tim I, Curry the Tim devil Tim Curry that? is that big, muscly, scary devil in that in that Tom Cruise as a child. Oh, right. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Yes, when he and he and the girl from Ferris Bueller fall in love. Rest, yes. She's in it with him. Rest, rest, <laughs> the rest. The Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> rest, row. I, row, 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 row. Thank you. I do lots of characters. And Scooby-Doo, wastefully, is fucking one of them. I love that Scooby-Doo says thank you absolutely, perfectly, clearly, and everything else is an R. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that was like at the end of a performance. That was me being me again. Oh, you broke back thank in. You. I asked Chris to say row. Oh, rank you. <laughs> I will rank you all. <coughs> Roaring eight, Roaring seven. Rank you. Oh, I don't know how you feel about puns, but I hate myself. <laughs> Most of the time I don't get them. I'm always like, what? No, it's good. You're selective memory. Selective <laughs> acknowledgement of art. I have a very light laughing headache right now. I've really enjoyed this um, episode that we just done. Oh, thanks. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> I was so excited to be back in the back in the studio. God car. damn, we ha it's been so long. It has, and I we were taking a break, and I'm okay. But I, a lot of people were saying, "Hey, what's up?" I know. I'm starting to get upset. We worried a lot of people and, unnecessarily. Well, it I, it feels good. At first, I was like, "Yeah, get off my back." But I, I mean, you, it's, 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 I appreciate it. And I respond, I'm at, I'm not getting enough now to where I like can't, I try to respond to all of them, you know, be like, yep, it's coming. Oh, the messages, yeah. December I don't 3rd. respond to any, I can't get into No, no, it. you, you've been dealing with this for a while and it's, it's many hundreds of times the people. Well, also, um, because sometimes people just want to have a chit chat and where it's like, oh, I can't, it's going to come out and then you'll have your answer anyway. So we don't right. have to have a discussion about it. But right. My thing is, you know, just so the people that listen and who do who do get bummed out when we don't do it and stuff, um, we're going to get more much more consistent because now I'm not 
on tour, um, doing my other podcast. This is good. Uh, I didn't launching know that. a network, mm-hmm. um, working at Baskets. Baskets ends in a week. No so more baskets. four uh, entire jobs that I've been doing this whole time are going to be put to bed uh, in a way, or at least lessened, and then mm. I'm going to have time to actually do things that I want to do in my life, if you can imagine that. That's great. Yeah, I'm into it. Like what? Like you... grabbing that cat and running away. Oh, he's, oh, he's a, my friend, I like cats. Yeah, cats are pretty good. Stephen, how do you feel about cats Let like Stephen say a thing or two. I don't, I don't know, I don't, um, I'm more of a squirrel guy. <laughs> you're, yeah, it seems like then you're kind of impartial. <laughs> Stephen has a podcast called The Purrcast that's about cats. I know, that's, I was leading into it. Thank oh, you for the setup, thank playing, you for the setup. I'm playing the straight That guy. was so dry, Chris. I want I, a skateboard there. I thought oh, you shit. didn't know. I know, I did know that, yeah. And Let's do I, some cross-promotion, Yeah, cross-promotion. Percast, we are talking about cats, other animals <laughs> that you like, uh, that you, you know, you want to, like, observe what kind of litter they uh, use. Sure. Uh, what kind of their favorite toys are, where they like to lay in the sun. You know, sure. all the good things that you want to know about cats. <laughs> and it's funny, because I know most of those answers. You do. <laughs> I'm a cat like, man. I'm a cat man. You're my, a cat man, do. I'm a cat man, do. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I, I'm cordially inviting myself to be a guest on your yes, podcast. Yes, I would love that. What movie stars have been on the podcast? Uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's a big cat guy. <laughs> Eartha Kitt talking about her character work for playing Catwoman. She's uh, talking about ex- exploitation of cats in film. Real advocate. I um, will talk about that. There's nothing I hate more. Because they don't, they rarely do it for dogs. I guess they did in something about Mary. That guy got thrown out a window and was in a body cast. But cats, they, it's so funny to everyone. Like in Christmas vacation when a cat gets electric, electrocuted or gets squished. It's, people love to see cats hurt in film. And I'm not a big fan of it. Okay. It's bothered me since I was a child. I'd save this for the percast. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's changing yes. now. I think it's changing mm, now. I love the new Karen signature joke. What is it? What's it called? <laughs> it's, um, oh, it's the Rickles-esque prank, um, prank cruelty-based comedy that I'm yeah, doing with yeah, you as a yeah, co-host with you. Yeah, me, yeah. Uh, there was another name for it, but I, I love Slam, it. Slam, slam. Poetry jokes? Do you? I love your pranks, by the way. Thank you. Another one she does. If we're in a restaurant and you do this all the time, if the waitress is like stumbles and drops mm-hmm. a bunch of plates of food mm-hmm. and and it- glasses, Karen will clap. Yeah. And then other people laugh and then she starts chanting USA. <laughs> USA, USA. And everybody. And, and the, the woman usually cries. Yes, because she saw I stuck my leg out to make her trip. <laughs> yeah. so, There's so many layers to that uh, prank. And I win every layer. God, I love pranks. It's just a victory. Uh, here's the good news for you, though. About, I don't love pranks. About Steven's Percast. Uh huh. You can fucking tell the feline aid story again for the first time. Oh, right. For an, an entirely new audience. They're they're dying for that kind of content. I told that one a lot on our podcast. Oh yeah. Oh god, do you? Well, we at first were going to do um, a podcast about Alzheimer's. I think it's the <laughs> second best thing for me to just display that I'm fucking getting it. Oh, a hundred percent through my stories, and, and that I'm tolerant of it because, uh, as you have, <laughs> I've been through ha- living with a person who has it. Yeah. As so have- you're just like, oh, this again? Great. You said as you have. I've lived with, and then I, and then I said, as have I, (laughs) I fucking, I, 
I forgot that uh, that, that's, uh, that you were already being included. Eight seconds. That's how short term memory gone it, I am. Eyes have I, hills have eyes. Now, <laughs> my sister told me the last time I was home uh-huh. that there's some she. It was something of the the vaccination is coming in the next five years or something like that. There's very big progress has been made recently. My friend um, who uh, works in a laboratory at the University of Montana and they study Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, very similar, mm-hmm. uh, also said, yes, huge things have happened with uh, realigning the brain's uh, triglyceride acid <laughs> triads, whatever. The triads, It's yeah. triangle. Flux capacitors in our brain. They figured out how to lube them, all right? And it ain't. The answer isn't coconut oil. Know it all. Although it does help. It's a, get your omega-3s now that we're talking about it. Just get your fatty acid. Get your fatty acid out of here. down to the vitamin store. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite dog, Steven. Oh, wow. The Shiba Inu. You yes. sent a picture of that during Thanksgiving, uh, right? Yeah, I got to hang out I with the Shiba Inu. They're I so... fucking love those dogs. I love her collapse with Prince. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Shiba Inu sounds like a drummer-based front lady. <laughs> oh, my God. Shiba Inu's album, 1987. It's so Walk, good. Walk That Dog. <laughs> Miami Streets. <laughs> <laughs> Walk the dog down the Miami streets. <laughs> Shiba Inu. Oh, God. Shit. Now, <coughs> whose dog was that, Stephen? Uh, it was my sister's friend's dog. Mm. It's two years old. Um, can't remember the name off the top of my head. Chitters. But yes. There we go. Chitters? <laughs> Let's throw out some possible names. <laughs> it was like... It Steve. Was like, <laughs> it was like Britta or Para or something like that. But was it, it Joe Para talks with you? Yes, it was. Uh, Joe Perry, actually. Joe um, Perry, the guitarist for Aerosmith. <laughs> yes. Uh, the dog, though, was very, was very interesting because Shiba Inus are like, known for being kind of antisocial dogs. So the oh. other, there was three other dogs there, like a Border Collie and a sweet Labradoodle, and they didn't, like, the Shiba Inu was kind of like, didn't know how to interact with them. It was very, it was very funny. It sounds like you could have a dog. Uh, a dog a podcast? Dog-based podcast, too. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll switch it. Because I've just become a dog man. Oh, did you get a dog? Just today when no, you were no, my dog. No, I've just emotionally, you know, I've learned to like kids and dogs and worry about each of them when they're in the room together. Because one, I don't know if you know this, can unexpectedly bite the other's <laughs> face off. <laughs> no. And people are going to make excuse for the one that did it. You want right. to take a guess which which one took the... It's the dog. Dogs bite babies' faces yes. all the time. And then dog owners go, oh, well, the baby made a sudden movement. The baby did it. You the know? baby wanted it is yeah. what people say. It's There's disgusting. There's nothing that bothers me more than people making excuses. You know, well, actually, cats will scratch a baby, too. I have told you probably <laughs> several times about the story where um, my cat... Uh, took a swipe at my niece when she was a year and a half because he was hiding behind a mattress that was leaned up against a wall. Uh-huh. And she stuck her little, almost two-year-old head in the crevice that it created, like the little tent space that oh, it created. No. And right as the cat's claws were coming across the baby's eyes, Pete walked up and picked her up. And so he literally watched the cat's claws like go like that as he yanked her back, her face wow. away from the, from the cat. And Pete did it knowing that that was happening. He saw her down on the ground and was like, if that cat's in there, this is bad news. And he went and got her preemptively and rightfully so. That gave me the the same feeling, uh, you know, of thinking about how how a paper cut occurs or like that. Awful. 
But it, but uh, everything turned out great. One time we were here and we were talking about your uncle with a short cigarette pointing at something. It was at this corner. Is it my uncle Steve's story? Yeah. 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 Those were the days. We're driving straight into a black rain cloud. It is. This does not look good. No. This is like uh, this is like a scene from Twister. T- Stephen, will you hand me my glasses? This is about to fucking get real. Yeah. Right, how are we is, doing on time, this is Stephen? Going in, we're we're at an hour twenty. Oh, oh Jesus! Wow. Look, we are self indulgent assholes. <laughs> we really are. Let's wrap it down. But let's Thank wrap you. it up. <laughs> <laughs> how about that? Whichever way you want to do let's it. Let's wrap it side to side. Come on. Let's wrap it in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap it, wrap it up. Well, we were just making up for uh, the break. Yes. Uh, and uh, this was this felt good. I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be so good. That um, and if you're a first time listener, thank you're gonna love it. And go, again, go back to the old episodes because uh, uh, some of these stories that we can't tell anymore. There's some bad sound in those old episodes. Get in there, really drink in the, the static. Yeah, that's one of the best uh, new things about the new uh, season. Season. Let's just call it a season. Okay. That's um, at, at, uh, exactly right. Uh, provided by Midroll via Stitcher. <laughs> uh, you, you might be listening because you heard about us on uh, Rolling Stone, which used to be a song and then a band and then a magazine and now a website. You <laughs> are listening to Do You Need a Ride? D Y N A R! Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Mouth horn. Uh, with Karen and Chris.